Game Changers. Welcome to episode 24 of Purpose Potential Podcast. We are kicking off our Activator Series, and I'm bringing you inspiring interviews from some of my favorite people, and you are just going to be tremendously blessed by today's episode. I have with me Genesis A. Emery. She is a social entrepreneur, a speaker, a global philanthropist, and she's the host and producer of Mama's Making Money Mondays. She is also the founder of the Little Dapper Collection. It's a children's bow tie company that grooms little boys into dapper young gentlemen while raising awareness and giving back a percentage of proceeds to children with special needs. Genesis is also the founder of a not-for-profit organization for Chicago's underprivileged youth called the Little Dapper Project, and she's also the founder of the Amore Genesis Project, which provides essential items and resources for residents in underserved communities across Chicago. In addition to this, she is a special needs advocate for children with special needs and unique medical challenges, as well as the director of marketing and brand strategy at Promotion Pilot, which is a leading integrated marketing agency. She is a highly respected, inspirational voice for positive change and a leading game changer for female entrepreneurs and single moms. You guys hear that? game changer. And she's also the mother to a five-year-old son named Noah. So she is the founder of the Amore Genesis brand, which is an empowering platform for female entrepreneurs, and it helps them to successfully balance the busy lifestyles between motherhood and entrepreneurship. She's been a little bit of everywhere, women events such as MommyCon, the Chicago Women's Leadership Summit, and the Success Junkie Summit. She speaks on topics like how to successfully manage having your own startup business and full-time job, or how to become an effective entrepreneur while raising a special need child. You guys, welcome Genesis to Purpose Potential Podcast. I am so excited to have you. Thank you, Asia. I'm excited to be here. This is really an honor. Yeah, thank you. So, I mean, Genesis, we we like have history. We go back, um, back to at least uh, 2012, 2013. I don't remember the year exactly, but around that time. So, man, like nearly a decade later, that is absolutely crazy to think about. Um, But I've watched your journey and you have just grown and evolved in just amazing ways. So I don't want to shortchange your story at all. Let's kick it all the way back. I want to know a little bit about you and your childhood and your growing up. And, you know, when I met you, I mean, you've always been this very fashionable, you know, just, just, uh, high-profile um, woman. Were, were you like that growing up? Honestly, when I was like a little girl, I was kind of like a little bit of a tomboy. I was rough. I was always coming home with scratches all over me, hair all over my head, <laughs> you know, top of my lungs, my lungs yelling out there and just being crazy and wild. So my dad actually told me, you need to start wearing dresses and stuff and act like a little girl, you know, and stop acting so wild because I was wild. Wow. Um, I just started wearing dresses and skirts and eventually – I just started to come to like it. Um, I've always liked things like makeup and nails. When I was like a little toddler, I would wear my grandmother's lipstick and I had my little purses and stuff. But I still had like my little like wild tomboy side. I just want to play and be free and have fun. And then as I got older, like I really loved fashion, beauty, all that stuff. And it just started going from there. Yeah. So was it any formal training in like fashion and beauty or just general interest and you, you know, 
put yourself right there on the scene because I remember a more Genesis Chicago's it girl <laughs> I remember that tagline yeah um, that was yeah a long time ago it, it happened so fast um but yeah you know this PR company called it factor agency that was Makia's brand she was my first publicist so you know I used to do spokes modeling and hosting events and all that so her and her partner, Rodney Fox, they actually helped groom me in terms of knowing about fashion because I knew I wanted to be in the industry in some respects, but I didn't really know all the terminology. So they were like, uh-uh, honey, you're going to learn how to do what this means. You need to know what art is and high fashion and this and that, contemporary looks. You should know all those things. Do some research. When you write your blogs, you know what all that stuff means and you can be well-versed and a subject matter expert. I never became a subject matter expert, nor did I really want to be, but I did learn what a lot of those different things meant. Yeah. They showed me how to like upgrade, like, you know, your beauty image and different things you can do, trying out different looks, learn, learning what fashion is and how to put things together. So I went from like, I don't know, kind of like wearing like regular basic stuff to learn, learning how to like dress and play things up. Yeah. Even you, you used to like style me sometimes. Back I in your love it. Home. Yeah, yeah. she's in color day. So you guys, Genesis was the official 2013 uh, spokesmodel for my women empowerment campaign called She's in Color. I'm going to link that in the show notes. But basically, it was a movement that was empowering women to embrace individuality and purpose. Um, and also just kind of sharing some positive images of women in media and society since at that time there were just so many negative images and profiles of women especially black women and so I wanted to really raise the standard on that and so Genesis came through she shut it down she did a commercial for She's in Color it was absolutely amazing and that was the point in time that we connected so what were your aspirations early career did you envision anything for yourself as is happening today um, honestly, no, to be honest with you, and you know my story from the past and working together for different projects, I wanted to be a spokesmodel and a host and like this it girl and reality TV star. I was going out to LA a lot for different things, for modeling and also for a couple of reality shows mm -hmm. that I was a part of. But I always felt like, you know, my calling is a lot more than that. Um, I just knew, like, what am I going to do when I'm 50? You know, right. you have 100 years old and you're still trying to model and host events. That's not what your purpose in life is. So it was just like, I don't know. Honestly, like having Noah helped me find my purpose. Mm -hmm. um, because when you are young and you're 20-something years old and you're looking good and life is free, yeah. that's all you think about, the fun amateur stuff, because you don't know any better. But after you go through your development and cycle of growth and maturity and self-development, you learn what really is important in life. And for me, it's about making a difference for other people, always walking in my purpose, staying prayerful and making sure that I feel good about what I do. I'm not going to ever shortchange myself or lower my standards or be put in a situation that I know I'm better than in terms of like how I represent my image and my brand. And so um, even with like the modeling stuff, I was always getting opportunities from photographers to do like, like, I don't know, like crazy nude pictures and all the sexy stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. It looks nice for a photo, but what about my name? Like that's my reputation and my brand at stake. That's right. not what I want to represent. And I'm not bashing anybody that does that, but I just know I'm like a lot better than that. I don't have to do that. And the funny thing is, yeah, and the funny thing is, which you'll probably be surprised, the moment I stopped doing all the modeling stuff and focusing my brand on just me, um, 
everything just grew. Everything. I got media attention and stuff before, you know, in my past life. But now with my businesses, everybody wants to be a part of that because it's something that gives back. It's genuine. It's positive, And it's not about me. It's about inspiring the masses. Yes. Those are the things that last long term. So I love all that. And I, I want to break those things down. But I want to talk first about when that shift happened for you. So um, initially, you know, the season that we met, you had a publicist, you were working fashion, beauty, model and spokesperson. What was the shift for you? You mentioned it was when you had your five-year-old son, who's now five-year-old. You didn't have him at five. <laughs> you had your son, Noah. Um, so tell us a little bit about that experience. Honestly, if I could just be completely authentic and candid with everybody, you know, in a career in entertainment, modeling, acting, whatever, there's always going to be ups and downs and high, highs and lows. That's why I think it's a good reason to be super humble because you could literally be on top on Monday and your stuff will be at the bottom on Friday. Nobody even knows your name. They're not, you know, rock, rocking with you in terms of money and giving you opportunities. Things have seasons of ups and downs. So towards the end of that, like around like 2013, I noticed opportunities started coming less and less and less. Mm -hmm. And I'm really hard on myself. I started feeling like a failure. Like, man, I was just on top of the world. I was always doing stuff here and on TV here and doing this and that. And nothing was, you know, coming for a while. And I felt like everybody else's brand that I'm watching is growing and going. And my stuff is stagnant. Nakia moved to L.A. I was supposed to move out to L.A., but I wanted to not go out there and sleep in my car. Um, I ain't sleeping in my yeah. car. <laughs> So I'm like, let me save some money up. Then I'm going to go out there. My manager at the time, she lived in L.A., so they were waiting for me to come out there. And it was just like all these hopes and dreams that I had, but it didn't really feel right. And then it also kind of made me a little bit nervous because at the time, I was very naive. And me wanting to get put on and be a part of the industry and do all these different things, you don't want to get hurt. You don't want to get raped. You don't want to get taken advantage of. So I'm glad I did not go at that time because that easily could have happened to me. Um, but nonetheless, it started like depressing me in a way that my career was not moving in that fast paced direction that it used to during that time. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of trying to figure out like how to like get around that, I guess, and what to do about that to still stay relevant, still do what I thought I wanted to do at the time, if that makes sense. And then all of a sudden, um, I ended up um, having my child. I became a, a mom or I got pregnant, I should say. And I'm like, you know what? I'm getting ready to be a mother. And I believe that as your personal life changes, your professional brand should change as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, well, for the fact that you even, you know, have that revelation and absolutely personal life drastically impacts your professional life, um, which is even why personal development is, is super important. So just, you know, you mentioned like shifts and you just knew it didn't feel right. What are you doing on a daily basis or even what were you doing at that time just to know that you were making the right decisions? Like, like what was that that was unctioning you that, no, this isn't right or this isn't right? How, how do you manage your personal development on day to day? Um, now my personal development is always honestly about like prayer and what God like has me to do. I'm really spiritual and faithful when it comes to God and my relationship with him. So if it doesn't feel right for me, and it's not going to help benefit somebody else, I don't really want to be a part of it. That's personal as well as professional. Relationships, family, friendships, my brand, everything. Um, because why would I want to sell myself short 
or block an opportunity or not receive my blessings because I'm not walking in alignment with what God's will is for my life, that's important to me. Um, whenever my last day on earth is, I want to be able to know that I did everything I was supposed to do. I did it right. I treated people well. I became a inspirer for all the good reasons. I never want bad PR for anyone to say like, oh yeah, you know, she's beautiful girl, but she has a nasty attitude or never gives back. I don't want to be that person. Mm -hmm. I want to walk in alignment with what God's wishes are for me. And if I keep doing that, which I'm going to keep on doing, everything that I pray for and ask for would continue to happen for me and my son. And that's super important for me. And my breaking point, like in my past career before becoming a mom and starting businesses that I have, I just knew like this life feels good right now, but this can also be dangerous. And this is not it for me. There is a higher, higher purpose for me. And this is not it. And even somebody told me that one day, to be honest with you, when I was in high school, um, I was kind of afraid of it at the time because I didn't know what prophets, you know, what they really did. Mm -hmm. But I went to church with one of my good friends. And this lady walked up to me when I was 17 years old. And she was like, can I talk to you for a second? And I'm like, yeah. She's <laughs> like, um, you know, I see all this about you and everything. And, you know, the makeup and all the stuff and the way you're dressed. But there's more to you than that. She said, I see so much more in you than just all that other stuff. Wow. And she told me, she was like, I see you working with a lot of kids. And I was like, at first turned off by it because I didn't know about the whole like prophetic thing. I was scared about it and everything like that. So I'm like, who, who is this lady or whatever, whatever. But now I understand. And I'm glad that I got that message because she saw more in me than what I saw in myself. And that's when I was 17 years old. So like now I see like exactly what she meant and it's come, you know, to pass. Um, but it's just powerful. Like. The way we see ourselves and how other people see us, it's crazy how much potential that we really have that we don't always get a chance to unlock. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing, unlocking my purpose and potential. I mean, that that's it right there, hence Purpose Potential Podcast. And a very mm -hmm. similar thing happened to me in 2013. So around that same time, and uh, there was a gentleman, well, Eric B. Horn, I'll shout him out. He was my very first branding client, but he saw something in me that I didn't even know. And now, you know, to think that years later, I have a brand development company, you know, and I knew nothing about branding. I didn't have the language for branding. You know, when you and I were connecting, that was nowhere on my radar. I didn't even know about it. And so all it takes is just for that little piece of potential in you to be activated to set you on a new trajectory. And even though, you know, a lot of those words, it felt like probably a little overwhelming at that time, it stuck with you and it revealed itself in time and different things you, you know, probably went through and heard and learned. It just kept watering that until it became more. So tell us the story of your beautiful boy, Noah. Oh, Noah. <laughs> so Noah is the love of my life, as you guys can see. Um, he's five years old now, going on 15. Um, but he's just a really, really sweet little boy. He's just so loving. You could be having a bad day, and Noah will just feel it. He'll give you a hug or a kiss. He's just super sweet. We go in grocery stores, and people will literally walk up to Noah, and they'll be like, he's so special. They just want to like hug him and be around him. And I don't know what kind of energy that he's given off, but it has to be positive because he gets that all the time from people. But he's just, to be so young, he's really become a lot of people's heroes. And I'm really, really like proud of that. We have a lot of love in our home. Even though I am a single mother, 
you know, and he doesn't have a two-parent traditional household like a lot of other kids do, I have nothing in here but love for him. He receives that. He knows what it is to feel love, to give love, provide it, and he knows exactly what it means. So that's one thing that I like really, really stress. Know how to treat people. Know how to love people the right way. How to talk to people. You know, and don't ever be ashamed of your situation. And I tell anybody in a minute, although he does have special needs, I'm honored to be my son's mother because God could have chose anybody else, but he chose me. And I wasn't even planning to be a mother. You know, one night of Hennessy turned into a whole lot of fun. <laughs> well, God knew. God knew about that drink, drunk Genesis. He knew. When he created you, yeah. he was going to drink that drink, but he already had it factored in. What does it say? All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. Exactly, exactly. I've made some changes and stuff since then and decided to be celibate and all that stuff. But nonetheless, like, no, it has become, you know, my, my greatest, greatest blessing. And it's just been a humbling experience. You know, I'll tell anybody in a minute, when I first found out that Noah has special needs, I felt, you know, bad and ashamed about my situation, never of him, but of myself as a mother. Because I felt like, man, what did I do? People are going to probably think it's my fault. Because people always want to think that you did something. Right. You know, just like if somebody gets into an accident, well, whose fault was it? It's nobody's fault. It's just, it's just what happened. But people tend to think that. And this is a child we're talking about. So this is my first baby. You want to feel like as a new mom, like you bring this perfect, perfect baby, this perfect, perfect gift into the world. And when it first happened, I didn't feel like my situation was perfect. I felt like I did something to mess up. Like it was my punishment for, you know, being intimate and not being married or something like that and not doing things a traditional way. But eventually all that stuff, I grew past that and I finally realized whatever mistakes that I may have made, you know, in terms of like conceiving Noah, that's in my personal life. But God called me to still have this child regardless. And he wanted Noah to be here for a reason. And he blessed me to be that little boy's mother. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about that because there are a lot of, you know, women who are called by God, make a mistake, but that shame, that guilt that follows them, keeps them from walking in the calling of God um, on their life. And I mean, one of the things, you know, from, the time that we met until now and just even when I heard, you know, the other interview that you did recently, like so much growth, Genesis, just so much growth. Like any of the time that you have spent in your personal, you know, the stuff that people don't see, just know you're shining, you know, and and we see it, every bit of it, you know, matters. And so just, can you talk through that a little bit for how, women that are called, called of God, called to do amazing things can move past those mistakes so that they're not going through life looking through, you know, rose-colored glasses? Um, I would say you really have to, like, work on your own personal healing. You know, everybody is different, and we don't all have the same timeline to get there, and that's okay. Somebody else's healing is not your healing, just like their journey and their walk is not your journey and your walk. Um, So for me, it was, like, me deciding that I don't want to spend my time beating myself up about anything from my past or about Noah's situation with special needs or whatever it may be. Use those things and turn it into something positive. And I believe, like, this is just my level of spirituality. I don't believe that anything happens without reason. There's always a purpose and good intention for everything and for all of us. And if something happens, it's typically to help build your character, help inspire somebody else, help offer healing to somebody, maybe even to use you as a vessel 
so that somebody else can benefit from your testimony. And in my case, that's always been the thing for me. Anything that I've encountered or gone through, I've learned something from it. Um, even like yesterday, I almost got into a car accident yesterday, and that was not my fault. Um, but I, it was, could have been really, really bad. But like I was luckily saved and everything, and everything was fine in the end. Um, but I learned from that, like, I need to stop rushing to get places. Like, slow down, stop rushing to get places, take your time, you know, things like that. It's always an opportunity to learn something. So for people who are going through past pain, brokenness, they're on a journey of healing, just take your time. Figure out what it is that you want to work on and what you want to improve. Don't let anybody rush you. People don't know your situation. Only you know how you feel, and that's okay. But mental health is everything. So if you need to take some time out for you, work on your development, find out what your purpose is, take the time out to do that. Like, whatever time that you need. Um, if you need to seek some help, that's okay. You don't even have to tell anybody or broadcast what it is that you're doing behind the scenes. That's your personal business, unless you choose like you want to share it. Um, but it's okay. Like, nobody has a perfect story. And I tell everyone, like, I know on social media, my life may look like it's perfect, but I've had moments in life where I've been broken, but it led to my bravery. It led me to be bolder and to be, like, motivating in what it is that I can offer the world through my story. And I've grown tremendously from that. I'm no longer sitting here broken, feeling bad for myself because I'm a single mother with a special needs child or because of whatever in my life that didn't come out in a picture-perfect view. Like, no, these things help transform my life to help other people. These things help build my character and it helped make me stronger. So that's how I look at things. And those are the things that help me when it comes to like my ultimate purpose, my journey, my goal in life, and how I can use those things to help other people and be a vessel for somebody else. Yes. So you've mentioned a few times the idea that you are a single mother and I've had some conversations with you, but um, I want you to talk a little bit about purpose and relationships. I mean, obviously you are at a point where you know, you had to make some decisions mm -hmm. and how did the purpose that was pulling on you play a role in those decisions? It played every single role in those decisions. Um, you know, to be honest with you, like I mentioned this yesterday in another interview, um, you know when a person is for you or not and you know when something feels right and when it doesn't. I stayed in a relationship with my child's father for a um, very long time because honestly, I was too afraid to walk away. I didn't think I was going to be able to make it on my own. I was nervous about what single parenting looked like. I did not want to be a stigma. I also didn't know how I was going to be able to do handle things financially, to be honest. Like if we're struggling, paying rent and doing things right now, what's going to happen if I'm by myself? You know, um, I thought about all those things, but I also knew like, man, God has something much greater for me. Like he has something so extraordinary for me. I just haven't seen it yet, but it's waiting. I feel it. I know it. I receive all that. I don't need to stay in a situation out of fear. I'm, I'm fearful, so I'm going to stay here, but yeah, I'm going to turn around and not be happy later or have my child to maintain this life in a household that's not serving to, to any of us. What's the purpose in that? Um, so I finally mustered up the strength one day to walk out of the situation, and I just told my child's father, honestly, like, I'm not happy here. This is not the situation I want to be in. Um, we're still, and I'm glad I did not marry him, but we're still living together, you know, um, shacking up what I, is what I call it. And we're not married. I know that this is not my purpose in life to be a single mother and to live with you as like my roommate, because that's what you are. You're not my husband. You're a roommate. It's a roommate relationship. And it's a roommate kind of feeling that I have. 
for you. This is no longer a relationship. So with my purpose, I don't even think I'm going to be able to reach it by having you here because things just don't feel right. And honestly, I'll say this in a minute. The moment that I walked away and I mustered up the strength to do something different, my life changed. Wow. Like tremendously. I did everything that I set out to do and I did it on my own. And I'm not like a super feminist or nothing like that, but it does make me feel good to accomplish things by myself as just Genesis. So when God does send somebody to the table, you're adding value. You're helping to add to my success and helping to add to yours. We are helpmates to each other. Not you have to come in here and pick me up. I already bring a lot to the table. Now, what do you have to offer? That's how I look at the relationship thing. And God helped me find that because my purpose was not to be in a dead-end relationship that wasn't serving me or my son or to have me in a place where I'm not happy just because I'm too afraid to walk away. Um, so that's what it, it brought. And I'm also big on goals. I knew that the goals that I had for myself, I didn't see him in that, those chapters with me. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this yesterday. To me, life is like a train, right? People are going to get on that train. They're going to get off that train. When you reach your stop, it's time for you to get off that train. My child's father should have got off that train ride a long time ago. But I kept him on that train for as long as I possibly could because I was too afraid of taking that destination by myself. So I kept him on. He rode and rode and rode until it was time for him to finally get thrown off the train. Um, So, you know, we had to end things. And now, you know, I try to be an effective co-parent and all that stuff and still keep things purposeful for Noah because I don't care if the mother and father work out or not. All children deserve to have two active parents in their life, whether they live together or they don't. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. So now it's just, you know, me and Noah. So right now I'm Noah's mother and father in some ways to the best of my ability, Um, and you know, until that changes. But nonetheless, my relationship with him and my finally deciding to get out of that and move on with my own life and not be fearful ultimately led led to my purpose and helped me find it. Yes. So... Yeah, that, that's what I want to talk more about. How did that relationship grow you? Because, you know, we, we talk about who we are on the other side of things, but I do believe that friction forces something different out of you. So um, in as many ways as, you know, the relationship, it was not the right choice and you went in another direction. Mm-hmm. How did the relationship bring out the best in you? Um, the best in me? Well, the best thing probably was it helped me to learn that I can do it like by myself. It taught me strength. When we were together, I depended on him for a lot of different things. And I've learned from that situation, don't depend on anybody else. Depend on yourself. Okay? You can ask somebody and have expectations all you want to, but it's up to you to figure out things and make it happen. And I'm a strong woman. But me being, being a single mother and having the life that I have now, it's taught me strength in a whole nother dimension. I'm not the same person that I was when him and I were together. When him and I were together, I would expect things like this. When I get home, I need you to do this, this, and that. Uh-uh. Now when I get home, I do this, this, and that, and more. It's for me to do it and take it on. And I'm happy to do it because I like the way that I do it on my own. And I know I can depend on me to get things done. I don't have to wait for anybody to do anything or argue or do it back and forth. It just gets done. Then I can use my time and energy for other things that really actually matter, not the little frivolous other stuff. Um, the other thing is the worst on the flip side of your question, the worst that it brought out in me is that I didn't really know how to treat a partner. Um, I didn't 
I don't know. It just a lot of things could have been different in my relationship with that particular person. But now that I've experienced it, I know what it is now to treat somebody the right way um, and to really love someone and to appreciate having someone when the time comes again. Um, that relationship, I was a lot younger at the time. Now being 32, I know what it feels like to add value to somebody else's life and not just take, take, take from somebody, but actually be equally yoked with someone and be a giver as well. I don't want anybody that I'm constantly pouring into them, but they can't pour into me or they're pouring into me but not receiving the same thing in return. Um, we need to be able to reciprocate that from each other. So now I know what that means and what that picture should look like because I know how it feels not to have it. Was purpose ever a conversation between you guys? Did you guys ever sit down and talk about like purpose and vision for life? Um, I don't even think the maturity level was always that far, to be honest with you, because we both had a lot of growing to do. But I will say this, I did tell him, and I'm, I, I'm glad it did not happen, but I did tell him, I am not going to sit up here and keep living with you, you know, for forever. You have until the time Noah turns three. When Noah turns three years old, if we're not married, you know, we got we to gotta get out of the household together because I'm not going to be sitting up here being your baby mama forever. I don't want to be that, and that's not, I know that's not what I was called to do, so we're going to have to end that. So I gave him a timeline. Um, so the purpose in that respect was like, we have to get on a different level than this. Mm -hmm. And his thing was always like, oh, well, we should, we should buy a house first and then get married. We shouldn't go get married and we live in an apartment. I'm like, what's, what kind of crazy fool are you? <laughs> I'm about to be buying a house with, with nobody and we not married. Now we don't work out who gets the house. Me, you, or the dog. No, okay? That's not going to happen. Um, but anyway, all these different signs just taught me that that wasn't the relationship for me. We both had a lot of growing and maturing to do. And um, yeah, the purposeful conversation, now I can have a conversation like that with somebody or a potential mate because I know what purpose means yes. and what it looks like for me. But at the time, 26 years old, 28 years old, I didn't know what that looked like in a relationship, but experiences taught me what that should look like and what I want for my future. I just really appreciate you and just your openness to share all of that. Um, a lot of times, you know, in talking about purpose conversations, we focus a lot on the professional, you know, mm -hmm. life and things like that. But relationships play such a large role in whether you are going to activate in your purpose or whether you're going to be hindered in your purpose um, and especially romantic relationships and I know sometimes it could be situations where it's like but I love them and they don't support me or you know you know this situation isn't completely right and sometimes you know it can be drawing you away from God when you know what you need to do to fully walk in purpose is to draw closer to God and I think you know just a lot of us at times, you know, have or are currently, you know, finding us ourselves in situations to have to make a decision, um, but to say like, my purpose matters more. So I really believe that, you know, your story and what you just shared in that regard um, will really, really blessing people and so now i want to switch gears to your professional life um and everything that has come from there because noah has been a huge blessing to your life in so many ways because he definitely has been a blessing to us he is so cute and he really is always dapper i'm like why is noah so fly <laughs> um and so you know from noah coming into your world you birthed your first business i believe the little dapper collection mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so so tell us more of that. And I'm not sure when the Little Dapper collection started, did it always have a philanthropic angle or did that come after you got up and running? It came after. Um, I always like to consult with brand strategists, PR professionals, marketers who actually know what they're doing. So I did speak to a couple agencies and they both said the same thing. Use a philanthropic arm and do something that's going to help make a difference. So still keep the bow ties, but add another component to it. Um, tell Noah's story more. Don't be ashamed of the story or embarrassed by it. Sell the story. People want to learn about you. They want to learn about what started your business. And even with me, like I believe in buying products from people who really stand for something and they have something that I can relate to or something that I want to support. And so that's kind of how that happened there. Um, like when you buy these bow ties, you're not just buying a bow tie for the fashion aesthetic needs. You're buying a bow tie because you get to help give back to other kids who have special needs. The children that matter, the children that need a voice and awareness brought to them. So this tie, when you buy this tie or you wear this tie, it's a badge of honor. You get to be a part of that movement by supporting it, sharing our brand, helping us build awareness, whatever you want to do to help be a part of it. Yeah, and the Little Dapper Collection has absolutely taken you some places, you and Noah. So just talk a little bit about, you know, what happened. I mean, you've been featured on media and just all types of amazing stuff just springboarded. Honestly, I didn't expect that much attention. Um, but when I first started the brand, one thing that led me to create the company was because I noticed there was a void in the industry for bow ties for little boys. It was always bow ties for the older children, but nothing really for like babies. And so I was thinking like, we need to have ties in stores for children. We need to be able to have that readily available so we can shop those things. And I have to always go online or search throughout Amazon, just have it already ready in the store. And so I wanted to fill that void. I also wanted to still do something in the fashion industry because my background is in that as well as in marketing and PR. So why not introduce a product that we don't already have, especially here in Chicago? And so that's why I started with the Dapper Collection. And then I'm like, you know what? We need to do something that's going to help make a difference from this brand. Be a brand that has a fashion with a cause component. Anybody can start a business. But I say this time and time again. Unless you're giving back to other people and is serving somebody else's benefits and desires, what purpose does it actually really have? They may buy from you because they like you, but eventually they need to be able to have something that clicks to keep them being a repeat customer and to keep them to want to continue giving you that support and to garner that attention. So we do a lot of things for special needs kids because of that. Yeah, and so tell us a little bit about the Little Dapper Project because this thing kept going, you know, had Noah company, you know, philanthropic effort, not-for-profit organization. So this is a whole growing empire. Yeah. So me, me being a speaker, um, I have a passion for children, especially from Little Zapper Collection. But, you know, that company is for little boys. But there are so many young boys, you know, in Chicago, especially who don't have parents, who don't have a support system. They're underprivileged. They don't have the things that they need. So I asked myself, like, what can I do about that? Because I'm a leader. And if I can help come out here and change the world and do something different, I'm going to do that. There are kids out here who need us. And it's sad when you see all these little kids, 13, 14 years old, you know, shooting at each other and getting in trouble and getting arrested. It's unfortunate. So instead of talking about those kids and constantly bad-mouthing them, how can we help those individuals? It's our job as adults. We can blame it on our generation or whatever we want to do, but what's the solution to the problem? So I bought one. I started the Little Dapper Project, which is Little Dapper Collections, not-for-profit organization. And what I do is I am partnered with the Cook County Juvenile Detention Center. Yes, I go to the jail, and I talk to the boys there. Amen. 
Uh-huh, I do. And then I also partnered with the Boys and Girls Club. So before this whole corona situation, pandemic happened, I would go to both places every Tuesday, and I would speak to those young men about different life values. We talk about respect. We talk about things like responsibility, anti-bullying, anti-drug use, what to do when violence is happening in your community, and just how to make the right decisions, ethical behavior, things like that. And my little boys at the Boys and Girls Club, they're like my sons. They are so sweet. They see me. They hug me. They give me a warm embrace. I love it. Yeah, and I, I miss them. They're only like, they're like nine and ten, but they are just so cute. But they know a lot more before their time. These are little kids, but they know more than what a lot of adults know. Um, so I'm trying to get them to remember, you guys are kids. Like, enjoy your childhood while you have it. Because once you turn 18 and it's, start, it's time to start paying bills and thinking about adult stuff and doing the whole adulting thing, that childhood stuff goes out the window. So enjoy this time now. You don't have to make adult decisions. Just focus on being a kid, you know, and living your life as, as children. The other boys at the Juvenile Detention Center, um, they've been through some things in life. Yeah. So, but what I try to do with them is I really focus on letting them know you have a second opportunity and a second chance to do something different. You may have had this circumstance in your past life, but you can start over again. You still get an opportunity to do something that's going to help change your entire you know, outlook for the future and what's going to happen when you get out of this place. This is just temporary. And maybe this happened for you to have to come in jail for a little bit to slow you down or to get you to correct the error in your ways. Mm -hmm. So once you do that, get out there, you know, set a good example for your peers, get out of the streets, and do something different. And they love talking to me. It's inspiring. They want to do better. They're not bad kids. And I love going there to support them and mentor to those boys and to help them reach their purpose and their potential. That is so good. Like, no, this, this is this is amazing. I love just, I love the synergy in the things that you do. You know, just one thing leads to another, leads to another. It's, it's the building blocks. It's, it's legacy. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that when we fully um, stretch out in our purpose, that it is legacy. There are common threads and themes throughout everything. Um, but I just think one of the most amazing things is that all of this stemmed from a point in your journey, a turning point that was nowhere on your radar, but God just makes everything beautiful and he just continues that good work um to the end so i mean mother not for profit um money making mama <laughs> so just professionally how do you hold all of this together i mean you have a company you have a not-for-profit you work a full-time job like what does your life look like on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, some days are easier than others, you know, especially like right now, like things are like up and down, up and down because of everything that's going on. But normally it's just really honestly like crazy busy. Like typically I start my days early, like five, five thirty, at least that's early for me. But I like to go to bed, you know, at a reasonable time so I can get up, feel refreshed, be productive. I have to have coffee as you can see, <laughs> keep me going. I try to drink a lot of water. I definitely take care of my health because if I don't feel good, I can't be effective for Noah or anybody else out here. So my goal is to be here as long as I possibly can. So I want to be at my best. Yeah. I've never had any like health issues or anything like that. And I want to keep it that way. Mm -hmm. So my day-to-day -day life is just busy. I'm doing this, 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 and that. 
I got to focus on my businesses, my nonprofit organization, my full-time job, be a mother, get no one to daycare, nurture him, spend some time with him, read books, play with toys, help him in his self-development, um, focus on me, try to get a workout in if I can, or go running, go to the gym, a, a, a lot of things. I try to be a friend to my friends and have somewhat of a social life. But when I need a break, I take one. Like I said yesterday, my son's aunt reached out to me and she was like, I'll watch an hour for you for a couple of days and I'll do it for free. You're like, yes. I was like, girl, yeah, I'll drop him off tonight. <laughs> and I dropped him off. So I'm going to pick him up tomorrow. But I'm like, I get to have a party here by myself and just like enjoy my home, kid free for a couple of days. Um, I told you Noah sleeps with me every night. So sometimes I wake up tired because he wants to sleep in the bed with his mom. And I'm like, I'm getting tired of getting kicked in the spine and waking up with a foot in my mouth every day. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so I probably need, you know, more rest, but I catch up on it when I can. Um, but life is just busy, but I find structure and balance by keeping things organized. I take time out to the things that are important to me. As far as like my relationships, if you're not a positive person and you don't wish me well and you're not someone that I need in my life, I have to remove you. Like, I'm going to always pray for you and want nothing but the best for you. But I don't have any space for that because I'm just far too busy and overwhelmed with the stuff I already have on my plate. Um, I do need a nanny because as Noah's getting older, things are getting to be a little bit more overwhelming. So I actually got some good news. Um, Noah's insurance company contacted me. They're going to be giving me, they call it a personal assistant. I'm like, Noah has a personal yes. assistant. They're giving Noah a personal assistant, so the person's going to come over here for 43.5 hours a week. And I got Mm-hmm. So I get to get a free nanny. Um, and I'm, I'm looking for That's somebody. A blessing. It's a super big blessing. I'm like, because I, I could really use some help. I know I do a lot, but I'm not um, um, exempt from needing help. You know, like I do a whole lot on top of like raising Noah like by myself as a single parent. So that was huge because I've been praying for that like God you have me doing all these different things and there's so much more I want to do I'm just getting started it's just the tip of the iceberg but I need some help yeah you know? and I'm trying to like be a mom and do all these different things I need some help so that phone call came right in time that's love is Noah going to actually you know when, when it doesn't matter who you have at the house if the parent is at home they gravitate to the parent do you mm -hmm. feel like Noah is going to really gravitate toward the personal assistant or he's just gonna be like mom what what's going on what are you doing um he's really friendly Noah loves everybody and he is a, a female magnet so he loves women so he's gonna do what he would normally do kiss and hug him and sit in their lap and play with toys and all that but he's still going to get me and everything if I'm here. He's going to want to show me stuff and be interactive with me as well because no one is, is your mother, you know, replacement. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I actually have to hire someone. They want me to hire somebody. So I've been working on that because we need to get that stuff in, like, now. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are watching on Facebook Live. If anybody knows anybody, let me know because I need that nanny. Like, yesterday, they will get paid by the insurance company or by the state or whatever. But, and they're not going to be living with me. So don't, don't <laughs> sell the expectation as false. But yeah, I need some help and it's going to be paid for through the insurance company. So I'm happy about that. That is fantastic. So have you always been a high capacity individual or is that something that you trained yourself to be? No, um, I've really honestly always been like that since college. Like in my high school days and when I was younger, I've always worked since I was 14 and I always wanted my own money. 
but I was really spoiled growing up. My family did everything for me. They did teach me the importance of hard work and to have your own money, but I always had stuff given to me. And as I became an adult and had real responsibilities to face, I learned like your parents handing stuff off to you is not the thing and key of life. Like you need to get out here and get it on your own. So college really taught me how to grow myself up. My mom taught me that as well, you know, and how to really be an adult. So my last two years of college, I worked a full-time job. I took 21 credit hours and many semesters. I had two internships, and I also was a part of the NAACP chapter along with another organization. Um, but I did it. I didn't have time to be going to parties and all that stuff because I was too busy trying to get my degree, focus on my internships, make my money to pay my college rent, and get everything that I needed during those college years. So since that, it's been grind, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. But I love it because I'm not complacent. For me, like sitting still and not doing anything that's productive for me and not feeling like I walk in my purpose. I can't just, I'm not that person. I have to know that I'm doing something that is beneficial and impactful. And if I don't feel like I am, I don't feel good as a woman. Um, but that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. But even now with the whole um, situation that we're in with the pandemic, when this first got really, really bad, I was at home, you know, for a few days watching Netflix and stuff and feeling a little depressed because it's like, man, I had all these plans and things I wanted to do, you know, yeah. what's going to happen? And watching the news every day with all these different people like dying and passing away and getting sick, it was really sad. But eventually, like I told myself, uh-uh, Genesis, get up off that couch, figure out something to do to give back to your community. You have the resources. You can help provide the funding. Get out here and help make a difference to people who actually need it. And that's exactly what I did. And that four-day community initiative turned into a whole movement and a nonprofit organization. And it's just been um, just much more than what I anticipated. But I'm really happy that I got off that couch and and I did it. Just advice for individuals that are in that place of their life where they know that there's something more, but... They're not quite sure what's on the other side, but they, but they know that where they are is not where they could stay. How do they power past that place? Um, well, figure out what it is that you want to do. You know, everybody has their own purpose and their own potential. And I would say first, don't try to compete with anybody else. Just be who you are. I see so much of that stuff on social media all the time, and it, it gets it gets really bad. Like somebody else's journey and walk again is not your journey and walk. Just because they found their purpose in life doesn't mean that you found yours. You know when you find it because you're going to feel it. It's going to be like an instinct and come natural for you. But when your heart is in something and you love what you do, you know you're walking on your purpose anyway. When you try to force something because it's a money motive behind it or because it looks good on camera or because you think that's what you're supposed to be doing, it never really clicks and feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, when I do the things that I do in my business, it feels right to me. And I feel like no matter how much money I make, whether it's big or small, I did exactly what I was supposed to do. I feel good about it. I can rest easy at night and I can wake up even better because I actually followed my purpose and my calling. So when you want to find that and unleash those things, just figure out what it is that's important to you, what makes a difference, what matters to you, and feel good about it. And take the time out to research, to figure out, why it's something that you need to do, how it's helping somebody else if that's what your mission is, how it's even helping you as an individual that's doing it. But make sure it's something that actually speaks to you. 
because you can't live somebody else's life or walk somebody else's walk. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my situation with my businesses, all these things really started from like Noah and me just being a strong woman wanting to give back to others. But everybody doesn't have that journey. So do the things that are going to speak to you and hit home from you and what your personal resonance is. Genesis, shoot the bomb. <laughs> um, Aisha. <laughs> this has just, just been so good. And um, just wrapping all that up, purpose is fulfilling. Um, everything that you have produced um, over the past few years has definitely impacted other people and i mean i feel like the impact uh that you have in purpose is just resounding like it's not just a one touch like it keeps going it keeps going it keeps going not only have you inspired through your endeavors you've inspired through your story you've inspired through your character so i'm just proud of you and uh, i'm just looking forward to everything that will continue to develop as you just continue to grow and commit to walking in purpose Thank you. And I'm really proud of you, too. You know, I just like you've grown so much over the past years, like literally from being an image consultant and a stylist and having cheese and color. And the you know me, know me. <laughs> I, I know you know you. And now, like, you are this huge empire and you do it by yourself and you're a brand expert. I don't look at you as a brand strategist. I look at you as someone who's an expert. Crazy, amazing. Thank you so much for that. You know that's how it's supposed to be done. Like I love watching that all the advice that you give about branding and leadership and business. It's great to see that because it didn't start off that way, but whatever it was that led to your purpose, I'm so happy every time I see it. I always am really happy to support and I just think you're nothing short than amazing. Thank you, Genesis. We is not about to get all emotional and sad. <laughs> so, so tell us how we can stay connected with you. Tell us a little bit more about Mama's Making Money Mondays because we did not talk a huge um, bit about that, but I want to make sure that uh, the Game Changers know how they can tune in and just overall stay connected with you, support your foundations, your businesses, etc. Thank you. So Mama's Making Money Mondays is my platform for female entrepreneurs, where basically I highlight female entrepreneurs who are game changers in the industry. Again, I don't like the whole get on social media thing and you see entrepreneurs who are living the life and taking private jets and have all this money and constantly out shopping somewhere. That is not what entrepreneurship <laughs> looks like. Like you and I know that firsthand. Um, so I want to give people an actual authentic view of what it takes to be successful in your respected industry. Whether you're a hairstylist, whether you own your own boutique, or you own your own law firm, whatever it means. I want somebody to be able to go to that show, learn from you, get business tips, insights, feedback, and hear an authentic story. We talk about things on that show, like what do you do to increase your profit margin? What do you do when sales just are not coming in if you tried everything? What happens when you're having a problem with your social media messaging and advertising? Those are the things that we discuss. What happens when you lose a customer, and how do you address that? If we can't talk about those things, I'm not doing anybody a service or justice. So those are the things that we highlight on the show. The show is hosted on IGTV. It comes out every Monday morning, usually at 7.30. And I highlight a different female entrepreneur to let them share their story and talk about things that are about purpose and how to just manage business as a game-changing female entrepreneur. I love that. Give us your social media so we can stay connected. So you guys can go to Instagram. It's at Amore Genesis. So it's A-M-O-U-R Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S. My Little Dapper Collection page is at the Little Dapper Collection. 
And then you guys can check out all of our Mama's Making Money Monday segments on IGTV. I hope that it's a show one day. I'm praying about it. But I definitely want it to be a syndicated show on a major network and not just on Instagram. But nonetheless, right now it is on IGTV. And um, I also, of course, do plenty of speaking engagements. You guys are always welcome to book me for that. I've spoken at MommyCon, Chicago Women's Leadership Summit, Success Jump, and more. And you guys can book me for those things. Um, of course, I have the Bowtie brand. I call it Noah's Bowtie brand because it's yeah. his Bowtie line. But anybody looking for a Bowtie for their kids, our site is www.thelittledappercollection.com. And then, um, yeah, I do a lot of philanthropy. So I always accept donations, um, grants, any kind of volunteering or partnerships for Little Dapper Project and for the Amor Genesis Project. Yes. And you guys, those bow ties are so cute. Austin and my husband have matching bow ties and they are the cutest. So um, Father's Day is coming up and that will be such a cute gift for dad and his sons. So game changers, if you walk away with nothing else from this interview, I want you guys to be reflective about what you're doing and how it can serve others, but make sure that you're in the right place. Genesis mentioned that, you know, everybody's timing is different. So you can't look at other people and really get caught up in, you know, feeling like you have to move according to their seasons, but there's going to be a knowing, the internal feeling that you have to know that there is more. And when you feel that way, absolutely follow the unction. God will back you up when you move in his direction. The Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And Genesis story is so inspiring and just evidence that if you are not in alignment with your purpose right now, it's probably something that's off your radar. But once you just take that first step, God will do some crazy, amazing things with you that only grow bigger, bigger, bigger in time. So Genesis, thank you so much again for joining the Purpose Potential Podcast. You have been an absolutely amazing guest. It's been an honor, Asia. I really appreciate you, and I'm honored to be on this platform. Uh, what you're doing is nothing but amazing, and I thank you so much for this opportunity. And if I could just say one thing. Yeah. Um, when it comes to your purpose, guys, always know this. Get your confirmation for God, from God. Yes. You know, your friends and your family may tell you different things and may have different advice for you, but when God is in it, it's going to feel right. So always get your confirmation from him. Seek advice from him. And follow your heart. If everything feels right and it's all in alignment with your purpose, you're just going to continue to grow. And it's going to be a lot of more development for you. And every good and perfect thing will continue to come from him. So just really, really like hold on to that and be anchored in that. And on that game changers, the mic is dropped and we'll catch you next time. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by The Content House a full-service media and project management agency, a.k.a. the group that has me feeling real official for Purpose Potential Podcast. The Content House offers a plethora of services for entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives to level up in their content and media game. Whether you're talking about photography, videography, audio, or video podcast recording, logo design, website design, they offer the works in a state-of-the-art facility in South Holland, Illinois. I encourage you guys to check them out over at thecontenthousechicago.com. I want to hear from you. Take a screenshot of this podcast to let me know that you're listening. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asia Corinne. You can also download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Use the hashtag Purpose Potential Podcast. 
Also, if you have questions or comments, email me at hello at purposepotentialpodcast.com. Allow me to reintroduce myself just one more time. My name is Asia Corinne McGee, and I'm on assignment to help God's kingdom ambassadors to maximize their impact. I'll see you next week on Purpose Potential Podcast.